0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Transfer Deadline Day in Scotland. Neil Lennon hits a personal rock bottom at the weekend before adding John Joe Kenny and perhaps offloading Olivier and Cham. Scott Wright looks set to become a Rangers player tonight with Barker and Edmondson among those heading out. Cosgrove's gone, it's Kevin Nisbet next and it's a new manager Kilmarnock need after parting with Alex Dyer. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Well, if Neil Lennon's hit rock bottom and the manager says the players are letting him down and have been for a while, then Celtic are officially in crisis. The question now is not whether Celtic can win the title. The question is, can Celtic finish second? They have two more games to play against Rangers and they'll get nothing out of them. Aberdeen have a real chance of yet overtaking Celtic in the league table. Tomorrow night's game against managerless Kilmarnock could not be any bigger for Neil Lennon. Yeah, another good weekend of football, Gordon. Uh, Alec Dyer loses his job after being two up. They end up losing 3-2 to St. Johnson. Livingston draw uh, against Aberdeen. Now 13 games undefeated for David Martindale. Hibs pick up three points at United and Celtic's miserable run continues after St Mirren win there for the first time in 30 years. 01419511025. That is the number you need. Whether it's reflecting on your team's performance and result at the weekend, whether it's talking about your transfer business so far, your hopes and wishes between now and midnight, we will do it all. 01419511025. Rangers have also accepted Alfredo Morelos's Punishment from the Scottish FA for that stamp on Ryan Porte So a three game ban for him What do you make of that Rangers fans? Anything else we've missed you know what to do Pick up the phone 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Right Hugh Evans, it is a Monday night though So we need to get some awards dished out Your result of the weekend That's got to be St Mirren hasn't it At Celtic Park Not... Uh because of the clamour created by Celtic losing the game, but what a job Jim Goodwin is doing there. Five goals he took off Dundee United at Tannadice midweek, another two off Celtic. Got to be St Mirren. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Normally we try and mix it up a little bit, but first time in 30 years going, and it's in the manner in which they've done it as well, it was impressive. Okay, goal of the weekend, Hugh Evans. You've had nothing oh. else to do but sit in the man cave and research this, so it better be a good one. Correct. Ali McCann. Uh, St Johnston scoring three goals in 18 minutes to not only beat Kilmarnock but cost Alex Dyer his job and Ali McCann strike for the third goal a peach Okay, I'm going to go for St Mirren's first goal Gordon the construction down the right hand side the cut back to Dennis first touch hits it early very good goal right your howler of the weekend this is where it gets controversial Hugh Evans. I don't know if you're picking on referees strikers goalkeepers a collective effort perhaps who is your howler of the weekend Shane Duffy Rarely have I seen a man Look so utterly lost Uh, His attempt at uh, clearing the ball For St Mirren's second And winning goal Was pathetic I'm going to go for Kilmarnock Gordon Two goals up Uh, Ultimately as you said They lost three goals in 18 minutes Resulting in the manager Losing his uh, position We wish Alec Dyer Well in whatever he does in the future 01419511025 01419511025 Come on let's get stuck right in What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend What about the transfer window What about Alfredo Morelos and anything else we've missed Give us a call or send us a tweet Let's sort of pick up where we left off 
on Saturday There was a lot of reaction to that result coming in From Celtic Park A fantastic win for St Mirren All credit to them But you know the way it works in Glasgow So much of the post-mortem goes to Celtic And what went wrong on the day Where is it going wrong overall What does it mean for Neil Lennon So let's remind ourselves of what he said After the game Because it was it was strong stuff He said it was the lowest point of his management career at Celtic And says he's being let down by his players this season Honestly, at the minute, yes, I would say so. I think they have done for quite a while this season. You know, we haven't changed our philosophy, our training programmes, that type of stuff, but I just think the mindset of some of the players has completely changed. If we approach the opposition like that, we're going to win nothing. If we play with, you know, no intensity and, and no will to win, just fulfilling the fixture, then we're not going to win anything. I would say this is the lowest point of my management here over the six years I've been a manager. This is a real test of adversity and you've got to show strength. You know, I want... To show strength, but I need some response. I need some, you know, support from performances from players. You know, there's too many of them have um, been insipid this season, to say the least. Maybe the uh, the pressure of doing the ten has been too much for them. I don't know. Maybe they've just got tired of winning, or tired of playing in Scotland, or tired of living in Scotland. I don't know. That's a, you know, a question you need to ask them Celtic fans, what do you make of that? 01419511025 Callers right now, step up to the plate And let us know what's going through your mind Hugh, you unfortunately weren't with us at the weekend I know you'll have heard it at the time What do you make of those comments? I think Celtic got a big question to ask themselves, Gordon They've got 14 league games left I genuinely believe that they are in trouble With regard to finishing second because that anybody who plays Celtic, and I include Kilman up tomorrow night, will feel they're in with a chance. So I think Celtic have a question to ask themselves, and it is this. Should Neil Lennon be allowed to stay for the 14 games, or should Celtic make an appointment and bring in someone from now until the end of the season who can improve the team enough to ensure that Celtic finish second? Well, that was kind of elaborated on a little bit today because in the context of Peter Lawwell, Neil Lennon was asked what about his own future, but he says Peter Lawwell's decision to retire in the summer has nothing to do with his own future. Was it your intention as well to go with Peter in the summer or are you looking longer term for, for yourself? Why would it be my intention to go? Just if, if there's a, a restructure and a, a kind of a reboot of the club, I wasn't sure if, if you were looking... Uh, to get to the summer or go beyond the summer or or not? Well, Peter's decision has got nothing to do with my position at all or my coaches or any of the players. So I don't understand the context of the question. I take on board what uh, Neil Lennon was saying there about why should um, Peter Lawwell's departure have any influence over what happens to him. However, Peter's still on the payroll and he will be for the remainder of the season. The question is, can Celtic finish second? And if Neil Lennon feels he's getting nothing out of the players and has not been getting anything out of the players for some time, is it impossible that another man might get something out of them? Yeah, Alex, I think we were all a little bit taken aback at the weekend. Not because necessarily disagree, but it's just Neil Lennon was very strong, very forthright in those comments, hearing them again. And um, and then hearing his his answer there to questions about his own future, it, it's not difficult to see why it's got all the Celtic fans debating over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. Again, another weekend that nothing comes out of Celtic hierarchy. Um, Neil Lennon's a guy that's been left to answer these questions. He uh, he said uh, in his post match that 
Maybe the players are tired of winning I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life That players get actually That's When you're winning games You know uh, You want that to continue You don't. You never get fed up winning games Believe me So I just thought that was unnecessary uh, He's kind of hung the players out to dry Saying that they uh, You know If he hadn't mm. lost them before now He most certainly has after there So I don't know where Celtic are gone Hugh's talking about second place I, I still think Celtic have more than enough even in this current bad run, one, one and six. But when you look at Aberdeen, they're in a poor run as well. I think it's two wins in ten or something. So when you factor all that in, I think Celtic, you know, I think they're five points by a game in hand. So second, mm. I think they'll easily get second spot. The problem they have at the moment, Gordon, is that they're just limping for one um, mistake to the next. We're struggling to get John back, but let's bring in Thomas, who's also a Celtic fan, on the line. What have you got for us tonight, Thomas? Because I'd say, God, he's um, a couple of points It's the point about The, the leadership At Celtic Park I heard Alec, Alec Ray In the show on Saturday And it's, he, I think he He didn't he, he couldn't say any more no, There needs to be Leadership at this club Gordon This, this club Day by day Is doing the training It's absolutely Coming a joke Neil Lennon Comes out and says After the game These players Do what I'm doing is they've what I'm doing For a long time The guy Honestly The guy's the guy needs to go. The guy needs to get pushed. He's not going to. He's not going to walk away. That's uh, that's a fact. But somebody needs to take take the ball by the horns here and just say, "Look, Neil, we can't we can't uh, we can't make you manage it any longer because David Davis getting worse. David Davis getting a total total farce." I mean, Hugh, the, that comment you know about players. Letting them down For a lot of people That will be true They will look at A group of underperforming players And say Surely they do have to take Some responsibility for this It's just not often you hear The manager being so forthright about it And, and if that is the case Where does that That leave those relationships Between now and the end of the season My guess is that You've got players there Who are hoping to be out By midnight tonight uh, You've got others there Who are thinking to themselves Well he won't be the manager Next season So uh, and Alec has been around dressing rooms long enough to know that when players have that mindset, uh, he won't be here next season. It's bad for a dressing room. Yeah, Alex, what, what do you make of it? Because again, is there is there anything wrong with pointing out what a lot of people have agree, would agree on that, that the players aren't doing their Without bit a doubt, either? Gordon, um, Gordon, Gordon, I think we uh, we said a couple of weeks ago. Roger Hanna made a good point as well. He said it's across the board. There is so much uh, going wrong at Celtic Park at the moment. The chief executive has decided to bow out, uh, which is a surprise to me. The club wanted to keep him on. Uh, he's bowed out, you know, having lorded it for nine years, had a very good crack at it, was very successful. First challenge for Rangers, he wants out the door. So he's already jumped ship. You're now looking at the recruitment. Neil Lennon's come out today saying, why would that affect his position in the summer? And I'm thinking to myself, maybe you want to get in the real world here because if he... As a manager going into next year I'd like to know what Celtic fans think about that Because most people come on here Can't see him even getting past this week Never mind taking it forward to next year Then you've got the the, the problem of the new uh, Chief Executive Mackay coming in When is he coming in? Reportedly July That'll be too far down the road They need to get him in now Otherwise he won't have the time to implement his ideas Gordon. So then you've got the players Who have, they talking about down tools They have down tools when you look at all these players who have been magnificent for years, who's saying that they'll get out for midnight? Who's going to take them in the current form? So, the, you know, there's a lot of issues at Parkhead. And then the, again, the caller comes on, Thomas, and he talks about le leadership. 
There is no leadership They've been they've doubled down They're in the bunker And they need to come out And answer the fans The Celtic fans deserve better Gordon uh, Thomas What about what you're hearing Specifically from the manager then What do you read, read into those comments? Well it's just uh, It seems to me Gordon I've come on here before Time and time again And he, uh, every press conference he does He blames He blames Everybody else by himself It's just uh, It's just The guy The guy <laughs> Uh, the guy is deluded, and I've always deluded a hard, hard word, but honestly, see the stuff that comes up in, in the press conference, Gordon, he just needs to go, as Alex said at the show on Saturday, there needs to be somebody coming out at Parkgate, whether it's law, it needs to be Lowell. Lowell said they were going to get a review in January. It's February. Has uh, the review come out? No. We need, we need to know what's happening at Earth Club before. Before it gets any worse, uh, honest to God, it's just it's an absolute joke. Does does he have a point, Thomas? I know it's not the, the type of thing we're used to hearing, but why should the players be able to escape a lot of the criticism and Neil Lennon be the subject of banners and stickers and and people all over Twitter with his face with a the, the sort of no entry sign through it and all the rest of it? So much focus on him. Is he not entitled at all to point out that his players need to do more? I think the players have got, got to take some of the blame, Gordon. I, 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 I get that. I get that. But coming out, coming out and saying publicly that players have let him down, and they've let him down, they've let him down for a long while. But it's just the stuff that comes out. It's just, it, and the players have to take some of the blame. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But I just, I just feel that there needs to be, there needs to be change of parkhead and change. Hopefully, hopefully comes soon. It feels weird Hugh Because on a Monday We would usually Analyse the game At the weekend And Celtic lost And that's significant But because there have been So many of these Almost It doesn't seem to matter What specifically Went wrong on Saturday Because it's not like It was a one off It's just It's just the latest In, in a long line of Of disappointments But I mean Neil Lennon called it His lowest moment it was It was quite an alarming Performance for most Of the Celtic fans Neil Lennon started Saying that there were players in the dressing room who wanted out and who, in his opinion, weren't giving him enough in August. He said it in August when Celtic lost to Ferenc Varos in the Champions League qualifiers. We're now into February and he's still saying it. There has to be a serious disconnect between the manager and some of his players. We're not yet at midnight. Who knows? Uh, if somebody came in for Odson Edward, would Celtic jump and sell him because if not what's Odson Edward going to give Neil Lennon between now and the middle of May where to, domestic football is concerned to be fair Alex I could be wrong but these things don't tend to come out the blue there used to be a real suspense about transfer deadline day and maybe yes. something could just happen last minute but the, the chance it, and again you can all play this back when I get it wrong and, and Odson Edward leaves it at 10 to midnight but a move of that size doesn't yeah. tend to just come out of the blue. I, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if Celtic sold one of their prize assets. Now, I think but, with Thomas and 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 the majority of Celtic fans will think that their players have kind of uh, underperformed. But to sell Edward now, I, I actually thought last week when uh, Peter Lawwell kind of made it public that he was uh, on the move in the summer, I, I, that was a resignation in the league. Then they, they, a couple of days later, they end up losing to St Mirren. So. Uh, I, I can't see I just can't see Celtic selling any big big hitter uh, before the window I just can't see it uh, you know, of course Olivier and Cham Neil Lennon spoke about that 
situation as well today He says he's wanted away for Celtic for a while And he admits they were also gazumped by Liverpool In the pursuit of Ben Davis He's also explaining what John Joe Kenny will add to the squad That looks like one that will happen Will be confirmed soon He was at Everton obviously And you know had a very good career at England youth in 21 level And then I watched quite a bit of him last season When he was on loan at Schalke And he he was playing in a struggling team But I quite liked his qualities quite like his enthusiasm for the game and quite like his character and I think he'll bring that to the team he's a bubbly sort of personality and he, he plays that way as well you know I wouldn't say he's similar to Frank Pong because everyone's different but um, you know he's a bona fide right back who you know has come here to try and make us better In terms of the, the Ben Davis situation was it just a case of not being able to compete when Liverpool come in? Yeah it's a blow um, because we're you know very close to, to doing that but um Obviously, we got gazumped at the last minute by by Liverpool. Have you spoken to Olivier about his future? Whether you know he is looking for a move away from the club? I've spoken to Olivier, you know, over the, you know, basically over the two years more or less since I've been here. I think he is looking for you know a fresh start or you know to progress his career elsewhere, um, and he's made that clear over. You know, a long period of time. Right, what do you make of that? 01419511025. Thanks to Thomas. It's a great time to call. You could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens is in his man cave, keeping safe. Alex Ray's in the studio, and they're both waiting for you to get in touch. 01419511025. It's transfer deadline day. There's a few things uh, bubbling away. I'd love to be able to give you confirmation. While we are on air We touched on Celtic before the break John Joe Kenny looks a goer uh, Central defenders of course Been looking at after Ben Davis um, Looked like he would go to Liverpool uh, Jaffet Tanganga from Tottenham One of the names um, Floating around Rangers Jack Simpson is set He's in Glasgow He's been videoed and pictured at Glasgow Airport So looks like he will uh, complete that move soon Scott Wright going to make his move now Rather than wait till the summer Ross McCrory as part of that deal the opposite way Maybe some of the fringe players as well George Edmondson to Derby Brandon Barker to Oxford These are all the types of things uh, that are going on On the other side of the city And loads more Kevin Nisbet, that's a big one Aberdeen, how will they replace Sam Cosgrove um, and Kilmarnock looking for a new manager First and foremost But trying to do business On a player front as well Let's bring in Kenny Who's a Celtic fan in Cumbernauld How are you Kenny? Are you well? How are you doing guys? Hi, hi, I'm not bad um, I'd just like to um, Take up Alex Ray On his comments about 10 minutes ago Something about Peter Law mm-hmm. um, I think Peter Law's um, Probably thought long term about his decision that he was going to leave. I don't think it's got anything to do with Rangers doing well this season. His comments that um, he's lobbied it for nine years and he's just chucked it, he's jumped an abandoned ship. He says as soon as there's a challenge for Rangers, it's absolute stupidity. Oh, absolute stupidity. I can't believe that. I can't believe that you would. Uh, 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 I don't think uh, Alex do you actually believe that do you think that after everything that Peter Wall's done for the game in Scotland not just for Celtic done in the game in Scotland that because Rangers are doing well this season that he's chucked it well listen it's easy to run downhill uh, Kenny but the challenge is when you're running uphill he's left the club in an absolute mess now over the course of his tenure I think it's 17 listen, years I don't, I don't minute, Kenny, you've got to let me finish yeah. over the tenure he's done unbelievable 29 trophies He's had a really good crack at it over the last nine years. You know, he's won quadruple trebles. He's been part of that. He's decided to try and go for the 10. When it's not materialised, he's decided to 
jump ship halfway through it. He's left a manager in the lurch and Neil Lennon, who goes from one press conference to the next. And the review that they promised on the back of Celtic fans demonstrating and throwing missiles at police. So you're telling me, the Kenny, where is this guy? That's why. That's my issue. Where is he? Celtic fans are on here. The first caller earlier on said he wants to know. He wants to know where the review is. So they are. So they are. But my point is, you said he chucked it because Rangers are because Rangers are winning this season. That's absolute nonsense. He's running us into the ground at the moment He's not doing anybody any favours right? I agree with you with that I agree with every Celtic supporter We can see that We're, we're eyes on the painted on Alec We can see that right? And we're disgusted with the lack of leadership uh, He's let Neil Lennon down Neil Lennon's letting himself down But he's let Neil Lennon down as well He's been taken out of the firing line Somebody else put in charge until the end of the season Thanks Lenny for everything that you've mm. done But you're the depth now but to say that he's done that because Rangers are about is absolute stupidity. Do you see that happening now, um, Kenny? Those things that, that you want, those things that you mentioned there latterly, is that, I think that's likely to happen? Where are we heading with all of this? <laughs> I really don't know. But um, I don't blame Neil Lennon for no chucking it. Why would he? What other jobs are going to go to after Celtic? Mm-hmm. I mean, we get £9 million compensation for the best manager we've had since Martin O'Neill. Right, so the best manager at Celtic have had in, in Brendan Rodgers We got £9 million in compensation Did we invest it in another manager? No, we took the guy that had been sacked by Bolton Wanderers and sacked the Hibs And that's disgusting for the Celtic fans to have to put up with it So you understand though why, why Neil Lennon wouldn't just walk walk away Because that's, that's another debate isn't it We get loads of Celtic fans on saying If he was a true Celtic man he would do what was best and walk away But you're not buying that side of things he is Gordon, he's a Celtic man through and through yep. Do you know what I mean? After everything that he's put up with Bombs, bullets, all the nonsense that he's put up with There's no denying that Neil Lennon's a Celtic man But he's got to look after himself financially as well Look mm-hmm. after his family I mean, he's, he's got to eat the same as everybody else <laughs> So, yeah. um, but he needs, to, he needs to go He needs to be removed The decision should have been made by now Hugh Keevans um, I think there's a power vacuum at Celtic Park uh, I, I can understand Alec Ray uh, pointing to Peter Lawwell and saying, where is he? You know, the, the season ticket renewals will be going out very soon. Uh, the fans are in turmoil. They feel let down, never mind the players letting Neil Lennon down. The, the fans feel let down by Neil Lennon and the players and Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond. Uh, the review was promised and it did not appear. Um, the fans should be brought up to speed with what is going on. I just think that they have been let down in that regard, but I think that Peter Lawwell would have gone anyway. Whoever got the 10, whether it was Celtic winning it or Rangers losing it, something was going to happen. You know, Stephen Gerrard would have lost his job if Celtic had won 10 in a row. Uh, Neil Lennon will lose his job because Celtic will not get 10 in a row. It was always the watershed season, and I think that applies to Peter Lawwell too. He's thinking, well, if we'd won the 10, yeah, he'd have stayed on. Of course he'd have stayed on. He'd have been carried to the ground every day in a sedan chair. But they didn't win 10, and he is going now. But who's speaking to the Celtic supporters right now? No one. Okay, 0141-951-1025. Thank you to Kenny. Let's bring in Jerry, who's also a Celtic fan on the line. Topics doing the rounds today, Jerry specifically, um, you know, Olivier and Cham and, and things like that. What do you make of the stories coming out of your club today? How 
you doing, Gordon? Uh, great, great show as normal from yourself. Great host. Just like to get that in. Thanks, Uncle Uh But yeah, I, I watched the this, watched the full uh, press conference from Neil Lennon today, and I was I, I'm staggered. Uh, I think it's now he's treating the fans with contempt now, and it was a dig at the fans when he was asked about Olivia and Charm, and he says talking about a loan deal. Then he says we'll we'll assess that in the summer, as if he's going to be in the job in the summer. I think that was a dig at Celtic fans for saying, you never know, I might be here in the summer, but everybody wants him out. But it's, it's a feeling of utter contempt for the fans. Another another statement was regarding the players' fitness. Some players have to get really get themselves fit. He's speaking like an on-league manager that trained two nights a week. That is, a, that is I, can't, I, I can't get my head around a, a club like Celtic saying players have to get themselves fitter. He's, it's surely it's his responsibility. And I'll tell you another thing. Can I say another thing, Gordon? Go for it. I've watched just about every match. Every match. Now, I like Alec Ray come in. Alec Ray. I've watched just about every match from Celtic Park this season. And I think Neil Lennon's inability to coach is even more evident now because you can actually hear some of the shouts from the touchline now because it's an empty stadium. And now, Alec, some of the shouts I hear from Neil, it's, it's just... It's buzzwords, it's encouragement, there's no nothing technical. Now, I've done coaching badges, okay, I've done European coaching badges. First, one of the first things I tell you, sessions, don't commentate when you're taking a session or to watch a game or take a game. Don't commentate. And this is what Neil does during the game. He commentates on the game to his players. There's nothing technical, it's buzzwords coming out, so it's just words of encouragement. I think he's totally out of his depth. And that thing today about Olivia and Cham. I thought it was uh, a crass and it was a dig at Celtic fans. I mean, that's quite the interpretation, Hugh, but Jerry's talking because Neil Lennon's using phrases like assess in the summer. Um, I, I guess Celtic fans like Jerry, who want him gone, think it's a bit presumptuous. I can't believe that in his heart of hearts, in his deepest subconscious, Neil Lennon believes he'll be the Celtic manager next season. Why I not until he's told differently, though? Is that is that not part of the problem? Well, Neil Lennon knows the size of the club and he knows that the supporters would not stand for him being the manager. Dermot Desmond didn't become as rich a man as he is by being daft and he knows that he can't sell season tickets to 60,000 Celtic fans on the back of Neil Lennon remaining his manager. Therefore, I don't mind Neil Lennon sitting there and defending himself, but in his heart of hearts, he knows he's not going to be there next season. I don't think the Olivier Sham remark was a, a dig at the Celtic supporters, but where I do agree with Jerry, to still be going on about fitness, whether it's Albion Ayeti or Lee Griffiths, whoever he has in mind, we're into February now, and I agree with Jerry, that's his department. If they're not fit, that's his fault. Yeah, he obviously dug out uh, Lee Griffiths at the weekend, Gordon, you know, so he was asked about a Yeti and then directly put it to, uh, on his door. For me, again, I've, I've mentioned this in the past about Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths came out a couple of weeks ago, Gordon, and he, and he says that people who question him with the way he's con- conducted himself this, uh, this season are jealous. But in the, same, in the same sentence, he says he was a bit of a disgrace. So you can't have it both ways. And for me... He actually still mentioning a fitness issue for the players that you have at Celtic at this current uh, time in February is beyond belief. And and it is the responsibility. The resources they have at Celtic is, mm. is better than any other club. And Rangers and Celtic have the best amenities. So for them not to be able to get players up to speed, and then that goes back to your point earlier on, 
the players have to take yeah. responsibility Gordon. Yeah, see on that point Jerry You might be right Okay, I don't get the chance to listen to the shouts like you do And you say that that exposes something that's lacking in Neil Lennon How much w- would would you give on the players right And I don't want to Almost feeling that it's a bit unfair to keep picking on this guy Because he's been such a terrible time of it But take Shane Duffy at the weekend Jerry Having played all those games in the English Premier League And having played all those games internationally As that ball is flying towards him And flying towards the Celtic goal What is Neil Lennon supposed to do About the way Shane Duffy then goes And tries to deal with that situation well, the, 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 the mistakes from Shane Duffy Has been continuous So it, Playing him in the first place you think is the problem the team, Right okay yep. take, take him out of the team basically That's what it is And I think, I, I think a big, another problem is a lot of the players now don't have any respect for Neil Lennon because he's an abilities to manage and coach. I don't think his communication. I think his total communication with the players is poor, and I think you can see it on the pitch that the players are not respecting the manager. I, th- I would I'd go and say, Gordon, that we're, as far as I'm concerned, we're the biggest club in the country, but we're the worst coached in the top flight. Everybody has to take responsibility for that at the club. To be fair, I mean, Jerry, it's one of those things, Alex. That that's a theory. It's Jerry's yeah. opinion. That's fine. How we would ever, um, sort of, I, I don't know what the league table for worst coach teams looks <laughs> like, and it's very difficult for us to tell from the outside. We don't yeah. see them in the training ground every week. We don't hear what Neil Lennon says, other than this token shout at the side that Jerry's on about. So that's that's perhaps unfair when we can't really back that up. Well, without doubt, and I think when you look at Neil's record, you know his backroom team as well. Uh, the, the the people who have behind. The scenes gone They're very professional uh, And I'd really be surprised If we were doing something Listen John Kennedy Tried to come out recently With an ex-Celtic player Saying that they do do Time after time When it came to set plays Obviously the results Are no uh, great Where I think that defensively They've been really poor So there may be a bit of merit In what they're actually doing It might not be the actual Ideal way to actually Arrest these uh, defensive errors Thank you Jerry. Let's bring in Frank Who's also a Celtic fan On the line What have you got for us Frank? Hi uh, guys, um, good to speak to you um, Just the first thing is I think Ella, right at the start of the show Gordon, you Celtic fans would be debating What Neil Lennon said at the weekend um, I don't think there'd be any debate Because the debate ended months ago um, <clears throat> With Celtic fans There's no Celtic fan I know um, And most Rangers fans If not them all um, I know friends and family are all in as baffled as me and the rest of the callers that phoned up so far tonight that Neil Lennon's going to take charge in the dugout tomorrow night. I, I am beyond explanation for what's going on. I don't think anybody can understand it. If you look at where I live in Kilmarnock, Alex Dyer, really nice guy. Um, I think his hand would sell pretty well. Um, was removed for his job because he's clearly lost the dressing room and the performances are poor and Kilmarnock handled it pretty well and the feeling in the town I live is well done, Alex. Thanks for your time and go, go look for a new manager. Celtic, on the other hand, with the last call says, biggest um, club in the country, um, are, are handling this like beyond amateurish. Um, Peter Loyal, to me, has been an, an exceptional CEO of Celtic, and nobody can deny that. His record over these years is phenomenal. He's got one massive last act to do, and how he's not done it by now is. It's simply baffling, it's unexplainable Neil should have been resolved of his duties ages ago Since the October international break I'm sure one or two of you have seen this over the weekend Celtic sat fourth in the league table Since the October international break Fourth guys With St Mirren having two games in hand Which if they won one Celtic would be fifth in the foreign league table since October Tell me any major football team In any league across Europe that manager would still be in charge of the club 
And I would say there'd be none. And I am baffled, I think Alex was saying, and a few callers talked about leadership. Peter Lord, I just don't know why he's not coming and done it. I am absolutely, I don't have an explanation for it. And I think that's the thing that's frustrating us. If Neil was removed from his job, even at the weekend, Celtic could have at least moved on. This this real growing resentment towards Neil and the board could have stopped because there's an acceptance by every Celtic fan in the, the planet that the league's gone. Yeah, you need to be in a different planet not to. And to me, they would have put in an interim coach, even a and a day and a McManus, you know, through the end of the season and started a project rebuild. Celtic fans would have accepted that. It's the arrogance of Neil saying, talking about summer and why are you asking me that question? The fans are asking that question, Neil, because back in October, you say, if it looks like the performances and results were going backwards, I would do the right thing. Well, I'm sorry, February 1st, you've not done the real thing, and you're absolutely almost sticking two fingers up to the Celtic fans. And that, to me, is unforgivable. Yeah, I mean, you Celtic fans like Frank aren't, Forgetting that they, they remember that quote I've seen this all over Social media um, And as Frank mentioned Since the first Old Firm game Is it 8 wins in 24? I think um, that And that doesn't really It doesn't really line up With, with that comment Neil Lennon made Back then as Frank mentioned The observation I would make to Frank Is that I think Neil Lennon is there To be the firewall The punch bag Call him what you will uh, the club would be quite happy to let him take the heat uh, while they go on with this change of power that will take place with Peter Lowell going and Dominic Mackay coming in. However, were Celtic to lose to Kilmarnock tomorrow night, they would then have 13 games left. That's one third of their season. I maintain my position. Celtic are in a battle to finish second. They have to be careful, they have to be wary of Aberdeen. They know they're playing Rangers twice. Celtic won't beat Rangers on either of those occasions. Celtic will lose all six points to Rangers, given the way things are at the moment. Therefore, I think if Celtic were to lose to Kilmarnock tomorrow night, Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond have a moral responsibility to say, we'll not finish second the way things are going. We would bring someone in from now until the end of the season to ensure that we are second and in the Champions League qualifiers. Because how do you attract players in the summertime if you don't even have the prospect of the Champions League qualifiers to offer them? Uh, listen, I'm a wee bit different to Hugh Gordon. I think Celtic will most certainly get a second spot. The, Five points ahead of Aberdeen with a game in hand. Game in hand yeah. And... Aberdeen are, are yeah. in their own in different Frank, form. Frank has just uh, highlighted the form that they're on. They would be currently fifth, Gordon, over that period. Uh, and they're still potentially eight points clear of Aberdeen. Aberdeen's just lost a striker there as well, uh, Cosgrove. I know he's no firing in terms of goals, but he brings a, a focal point to them. So Aberdeen are weakened. You look at Hibs as well, potentially could lose Nesbitt uh, over the course of the next mm. couple of hours. So I, I, I don't quite see that, but I can still understand You know the thing. Mate, listen... See if Peter Lowell's not coming out Where's the chairman? Ian Banker Somebody make some sort of statement That's going to try and appease Or or just try and get something out there to the fans I suppose Frank Hughes saying You know If if they were to lose to Kilmarnock tomorrow Then surely Surely there's an obligation Sort of thing But I'm guessing you feel that Obligation Should have happened a long time ago At any one of A number of poor results Yeah I mean You guys on I think I speak to you and Ali Quite a lot on a Monday night But um, 
I think I first started talking about it back in August, and then it was um, to me that the real downfall. We should the watershed moment for any Celtic manager in the past history would have been four one to a Spartak reserve team at home. I don't I don't know a Celtic manager that survived such a result as that, and he did. Um, the, the the old firm game back in um, October where Rangers played us off the park with another shot and goal. The list goes on, and I think we kept saying it, and I think that's why. There's a growing disbelief among Celtic fans, so I, I'm probably different to you because, and most Celtic fans will be, even if we lose or draw tomorrow night, Rugby Park, the way things have went, you would sit there and say, well, why why will they remove them? Because they should have removed them before now. And, mm-hmm. and I know you're saying he's a bit of a punch bag, maybe between the board. That, that's just absolute gross negligence and, and, and the board's behalf. And, and there's any one of the guys, Alex Wright could be banker, anyone could come out and say, look, guys, Here's what's happening. The review's been done. You look at the Celtic um, SLO, the, the guy's asking for questions all the time. All you get from the Celtic Twitter feed is happy birthday to this player and happy birthday to that player. When the millions of Celtic fans across the planet, they want to hear one thing. The review's been done. Neil's in place. I, I know it was leaked to a paper saying that it might happen to the end of May. I'm sorry, it's got beyond that. We have become... An absolute laughing stock, and you're watching football matches through your fingers because the defending's terrible. I think the coaching's terrible, um, and these are guys that are good football players. Something fundamentally is wrong. Neil's lost the team. He's talking today about a split in the camp. Um, he's a manager. I'm a manager of a different business, of course. That's my role. If I don't get my guys one for me, somebody'll tell me to move on. And then um, Peter Law, thanks for everything you've done, but you've got one massive act to do. Even if we win tomorrow night, please come out and do it on Wednesday and remove Neil and allow him to move on before this hatred, which I hate seeing, I hate seeing it. Just stop it just now and start Project Rebuild. All right, Frank, thank you very much. 0141-951-1025. We're going to get travel then coming up. John in Clyde Bank. I don't think John's too happy. We'll hear from him next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is at home, keeping himself safe. Alex Ray's in the studio, and they're both waiting on you. 0141-951-1025 on the phones. John is a Celtic fan just along the road in Clyde Bank. Listening to the calls, John, listening to Neil Lennon, reflecting on the weekend and so on. How are you feeling about it all? Um I'm in disbelief. <laughs> I can't believe he's still there. It's 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 actually. I, I think the owner Derek Desmond's right and Paul Lowe have to actually hang their head in shame on on their on their non decision of, of what's been happening to the club. Neil Neil came Neil Lennon is a Celtic manager, but he's not good. For, he's not a very good Celtic manager. That's the bottom line. You take everything away. Everything away. He is not good at his job anymore. And he has to go. It's just, it's, it's just simple. He has every tournament or every competition he's entered, the Champions League, embarrassing. The Euro, Europa League, shockingly embarrassing. The League Cup, beat to Ross County at home. The league, lost by, by January. And the man who who's to lead us to the ten in a row has failed. Has failed, and he's still in the job. It, it's def, it's defies logic now. It's naive. It's defies logic. I'll give you one example. This is how I thought he's so not with it anymore. 
We've got Aya at right back when he's playing a, a lone player who Alex Ray described as out of his depth on Saturday and I thought, that is bang on the money. When he, all he could have done was put Ayer back to midfield and brought in Tony Ralston at right back and refused to do it. Management negligence at its best for me. It's shocking, Neil. You have to go for your own sake, your own reputation, not just Celtics. It's it's shocking now. And he, he really has to go. I, I don't know why he's still there. Can someone tell me, right, why he is still there What what, what their idea is on it Why he's there No that's no, that's no would be the answer unfortunately John I mean Hugh this just sort of sums up where we're at And maybe we've been here for a while But um, John took me back there to when we just spoke about Tactical decisions and, and team formations And who's playing where So that you know that stuff's still there The Celtic fans are not happy that Ayer was at right back And uh, wasn't moved into centre back And Shane Duffy played So you've got that stuff And then you've got other fans not happy with what's been said at press conferences Not happy with reactions to things Not happy with obviously things at boardroom level and recruitment and so on So if it was widespread before I don't even know how you would describe it now I don't think that you can argue with anything that John has said He was slaughtering the players in August when they lost to Fernish Varos He's slaughtering the players in February uh, After they've lost to St Mirren There was Ross County There was... The, the Scottish Cup, which was won on penalties, he got away with one there against Hearts. Uh, Europe, bottom of the Europa League group, uh, not qualifying for the, the Champions League. I think the, the words that John used, the two words that John used that are the most opposite of all, anymore. Because he has been a good manager for Celtic, and he has won many, many trophies, and he did get the quadruple treble over the line, and he will go down in history as the only man ever to have won a treble at Celtic as player and manager, but he's not doing it anymore. This season is a textbook example of how other managers get the sack. And Alex, so onto the onto Shane Duffy, for instance, then, right, because maybe that brings it, but I don't know how the Celtic fans feel about... Neil Lennon's role in, in the lack of form from Shane Duffy But let's at least cut the guy a bit of slack And assume that it clearly can't all be down to him And everything that seems to be able to go wrong for Celtic yeah. Is going wrong over the goalkeeping situation Saturday was the latest in a long line of days Where you look at Shane Duffy and you think What's gone wrong with him? What has gone wrong with the process that, that, that brought him here? But then you assume he's not always been Struggling the way he is at the moment Gordon, he is in the wrong movie at the moment. He can't do anything right. Now, we have got uh, John on the line there saying that Neil Lennon should be removed now for his own good, right? Duffy has to come out of the team for his own good. So you need the manager to remove him out, put Ayer in there because he's relatively comfortable, he can march forward, and then put the young boy to right back, or, Wilson. Or, since the league is done and you're planning for the future, Kids. just try Stephen Welsh and uh, see and give him a almost a pressure-free yes. run at it. Yeah. Well, it's, not, it's never pressure-free, but you know what I mean. No, but, but without doubt, you know, but do something, Gordon, because what's happened is here, you're allowing people to continue. Now, see, when I was watching Shane Duffy at the weekend, we were very critical in the studio. We've got Mark Wilson, ex-Celtic, Dazzler and myself. And we looked at him, we're shaking our head at times and thinking, how bad can this get? But as the game was wearing on, you're actually seeing them running into Celtic players and you think, oh God, what's going on? And at that stage, so there's a lack of lead. I keep saying leadership. So Neil needs to remove him from that situation, Gordon, because you can't keep making mistake after mistake and expect him to be better the next week. So you need that. 
Now I think it was one of the callers Or Hugh says There's a contempt The way that the board They're using Neil as a Someone men said about Mentioning a punch board For me I agree with that 100% I'm, I'm watching a guy Who's going from one press conference To the next He is struggling badly He's saying the wrong things And The more he's saying these things Is you're getting guys like John You're getting guys like Frank earlier on Are coming on going What's he doing? So So his reputation is getting tarnished more and more Now this is a guy, and Hugh mentioned it It's a guy that's won the treble as a player And as a manager And he's been left hanging out to dry here The board need to do something John, would You obviously want Neil Lennon gone, right? So I, I get that And a lot of Celtic fans would agree with you The other side of it is the sort of The not knowing When will this end? When does this end? If Celtic were to come out this week And say we acknowledge that it's it's not going well at the moment But we need to take our time And Neil Lennon will be there until the end of the season I know you won't like that John But would it make you feel any better? Would it do anything for you? At least you would you would know rather than rolling on week to week And wondering what's happening So you're saying to me I've Celtic said that we're going to stick with Neil To the end of the season So therefore it wouldn't make sense to me Because He's no very good at the job anymore. No, no, that's the thing. I, I get that, right? And I know you, I'm not saying you would be happy, but would it would it do anything at all to just kind of kill the uncertainty and at least calm all this down? No. Or does it make it worse? No, it's no. Yeah. Look, see, see before Neil got the job, and it was like uh, Brendan Rodgers, right, and the job. Brendan left. Neil came in, took took over. Done a great job, but when you look, you look back, back at it all. See the whole nucleus of the squad, the, the majority of the squad. They were all there when Ronnie Dewey. The whole signings, everything about the club in the last four or five years has, has came to fruit now. The signings have not been good enough, right? The management decisions have not been good enough. I.e., from the chief executive to the owner, it's just no good enough anymore. You have to have a fundamental change, and it starts, I'm afraid, with the manager. I mean, he, he, he spoke up about Barkas going to be his number one and then he dropped him in the next game. What's Barkas thinking? You know, he's like, poor, poor, poor Duffy. He should not be there. That's bad management. You can, see if your striker keeps on missing sitters, missing sitters, missing sitters, you don't play him, you, ch- you change him, you, you give somebody else a shot. But he has stuck with, with Shane Duffy for, we don't know why. And it, it's just shocking all around Neil Lennon I don't know Neil But I know he's a, he's a great Celtic I'm a great Celtic man But Neil I'm afraid you're no very good At managing the club anymore Okay John Thank you very much We'll leave it there We're a bit late for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Passionate stuff on the phone lines Let's see if Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Are as passionate about keeping their records going On Beat the Pundit Come on here Answer more questions right than either of them And you win a signed ball It's that simple 0141-951-1025 The lines do close at 7 though So you need to be quick And your chance to beat the pundit is up next Tackle the headlines 0141-951-1025 Played one super scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here Still plenty of time to get your calls in We're here until 8 o'clock 0141 951 1025 The first hour we heard from 
Neil Lennon Talking about his own position Talking about John Joe Kenny Ben Davis Olivier and Cham If you've got any thoughts on them Keep them coming What about today's other topics then Alfredo Morelos Rangers accept a three match ban Rangers fans What do you make of that And it's Transfer deadline day What have we got Five hours left Of the window What have you made Of your team's business What are you hoping You do Between now And it closing Let us know 01419511025 And we'll get to you Straight after this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Always very busy I've got no control Really over who Makes it through But I must say I'm delighted that Cameron on the line Is a St Mirren fan Cameron Because how good were your side at the weekend It's always inevitable on the show That the credit for your team gets Pushed aside while everyone goes mental About how bad Celtic were So the floor is yours How good were Jim Goodwin's men at the weekend Okay, we were absolutely Absolutely fantastic You know um, I mean we were good against Andy United You know And I mean I did not expect them to win 5-1 that night But um, I thoroughly deserved that And I'll go down to against Celtic at Parkhead, you never, there's always a hope that, you know, we may get something that you never actually expect us to come away for a win, but no, we absolutely deserve that. You know, we went for it right from the first whistle and, you know, I can't say anything now, we were yeah, absolutely brilliant. I mean, Cameron, you sound like quite a young man. How old, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 25. Right, so you were not born last time St Mirren won at Celtic. I Park. was not, no. There we go. So that's, no, so that, that sums me. up the size of the, the achievement, doesn't it? No, exactly. It's one of those, you know, uh, maybe bad to say, but I never actually really expected us to see someone be Celtic Parkhead. I know, I know that. Oh, listen, I know that feeling. Don't you worry. Um, but Alex Ray, yeah, they were brilliant, weren't they? Yeah, well, terrific. We were just talking at the break. You know, we've been on for an hour, and we haven't mentioned St Mirren how well they played. I thought they were excellent, particularly in the first half. The, the way they went about their business, the, the, the construction for that first goal was brilliant. Jim will be delighted the way things are going at the moment. And at top six is looking very, very <laughs> much within grasp, Cameron. Is it not? Oh, only top six something in Europe. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Set your sights higher. Let, just make sure that we... it's Tony Fitz we've got on the, on the line here <laughs> uh, under the name Cameron. Right. Let's see what you've got tonight. Heads, you're up against Hugh Keevans. Tails, it will be Alex Ray. Ooh, it's heads. It's Hugh from home. Are you are you ready for that, Mister Keevans? I won on Friday from home. You sure did. Let's see what we've got. Then I'm going to make you disappear. It always feels great saying that. So I'll go silent for a few minutes. Fret not. Right, I've got rid of him, Cameron As easy as that 30 seconds on the clock You're head to head with you And you can pass Anything else you need to know? No, I think Right, let's go 30 seconds And your time starts now Celtic's Jack Hendry is on loan in which country? Uh, Italy Which club was Andy Robertson with Between Dundee United and Liverpool? Uh, Hull Which side will Rangers face in the Europa League later this month? Royal Antwerp Celtic target John Joe Kenny Recently played in Germany with which side? Uh, Union Berlin Who got Hearts only goal on Saturday? Oh, uh, Boyle Which Scottish Championship team did Jason Cummings join last week? Uh, Dundee New Cathkin Park was the home of which now defunct Scottish side? Third Atlantic Okay, no St Mirren questions in there for you, right? Uh, let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh, can you hear us? I can Great, same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now Celtic's Jack Hendry is on loan in which country? Belgium Which club was Andy Robertson with between Dundee United and Liverpool? Hull Which side will Rangers face in the Europa League later this month? Royal Antwerp Celtic target John Joe Kenny recently played in Germany with which side? Schalke Who scored Hart's only goal on Saturday? 
Pass Which Scottish Championship team Did Jason Cummings Join last week Dundee And Newcathkin Park Was the home of which Now defunct Scottish side Dublanark You went to see them Many times So you I got did, the advantage yeah. On that one uh, Cameron how do you think That went I think it was actually quite close But I think he might just put me Do you know what Cameron I thought you were pretty good actually And I was quite pleased with your efforts I thought it was a decent sc- He just sounds more confident from home It's like he's got more time on his hands Alex Ray I he's, know. he's swatting Study. up yeah, He's I studying think. No distractions Yeah I think it's a close one I, I, I do think you sound more assured Hugh I, I really do I think I think the comfort of your own home is Home advantage you I'll might tell you what it. happens <laughs> when, when I was in the studio with you and Alec on a Monday night After the caller had had his turn you would have a look in your face and everything. <laughs> He's trying to psych me out of this here. Mind games. Right, uh, let's find out. Jack Henry's on loan in Belgium. 1-0 Keevens. Which club was Andy Robertson with between Dundee United and Liverpool? Hull. You got that, Cameron. So you're, you're very much in it, but you trail by one. You still trail by one, even though you knew Royal Antwerp, because so did Hugh. John Joe Kenny recently played in Germany for... Schalke 4-2 Hugh Keevens Jamie Walker got Hearts only goal on Saturday though None of you knew that You both knew Dundee You both knew Third Lanark So Cameron on another night A 4 is a solid effort But you met an old man in form A 6 for him I'm afraid Hard lines Nah no problem Got to give them Good man at least your team won at the weekend eh yeah. I'll take up. Good man That was Cameron St Mirren fan from Edinburgh Keevens My hat is off to you You're doing well <laughs> Well there you are I I, I... Made light of the 46 year age difference between us <laughs> He sat and figured that out as well John beat the pundit That's just how, how good he is Multitasking Right 01419511025 Lots to get through with regards Transfers I'm sure So keep your thoughts coming in on them Interesting Alex That Celtic Having yet another disappointing day At the weekend And then Neil Lennon's response Has led to a Peculiar situation Where it's 10 past 7 And we've not spoken about A three match ban For Alfredo Morelos yeah, You know Weird times indeed um, It just shows you that, that sometimes It will get pushed down the, the pecking order What did you make of that? Rangers have accepted it So I told you on yeah. Was it Thursday or Friday He had been served With a notice of complaint It cast up the usual debate When things surround Alfredo Morelos But Rangers have accepted it Yeah And rightly so Gordon I don't think you could contest uh, that incident and uh, I said on Saturday show that I felt as if it would be retrospective uh, and I think they would have accepted the, the, the three match ban the only So, so what, what's behind that then because obviously if you're a Rangers fan yeah, if you're a fan you're probably, you probably you were very much involved in this is so unfair and why why hasn't Darren McGregor been done it and look at all these other people But and, yeah. and Morelos always gets away with it is that because if you're Rangers you're Stephen Gerrard Fine, you might believe yeah. that stuff But you kind of have to deal with that behind the scenes yeah. And acknowledge that By most people's assessment That was a red card Does yeah, that... yeah, Gordon, I don't think there was too much uh, debate there I think most people with a lot of callers in Over the course of the weekend uh, In the days leading up to uh, The retrospective charge Most people were in the green So there was a red card So I if you take that instance in isolation The three match uh, suspension Is not a surprise to anyone I think when you want to can expand a little bit, you're surprised that McGregor never got done. But again, that's the the process that's the problem mm. more so than the actual offence that Alfredo caused. Is that maybe a bit of an insight, Hugh, into how how clubs will view these things versus fans or, or pundits or, or the debate from the outside? Clubs might not accept the punishment if they genuinely believe they've got a case, as in that decision was wrong, and and we can prove that that shouldn't have been a red card. But you know. Whether or not 
bringing other people into it or people from the past or people from the same night is it safe to assume that Rangers just felt that wasn't going to do their case any favours and, and have accepted it? There were always two separate and distinct issues here. Number one, did Alfredo Morelos deserve his red card? Number two, was it right that Darren McGregor got away without getting a red card? Where number one is concerned, Rangers knew Alfredo Morelos was guilty and that's why they have not contested the three-match ban. Uh, what Rangers think about Darren McGregor, well, we can all guess what they think about that, but that's not the issue where Alfredo Morelos is concerned. Mm. When he got sent off for the clash with Mark Connolly at Tannadice... Well, it wasn't Rangers sent off, not, but retrospectively. Well, yeah, it retrospectively given uh, that punishment. Rangers again did not contest the two-match ban because they knew he was guilty. Uh, yeah, Anthony, I know you're hanging on the line as a Rangers fan. Just where we've got you then, what what did you make of that? As a Rangers fan, do you just say, yeah, fair enough, it, it was a red, so I'm happy Rangers accepted it? Or would you have preferred that they make some sort of statement, if you like, by, by knocking it back in light of some of the frustrations that fans have been feeling? How are you doing, lads? All good. No, I think it was, when you're looking at it as a card, um, I didn't think, it's, when it happened, when I saw it live, I didn't think it was, and then you see the replay, and you can see it is, but it's just... It's a, bit, it's a bit rubbish that Dan McGregor doesn't then get his suspension mm-hmm. because yeah. then he plays the next game and then he scores a goal mm-hmm. that, is, that can make Hibs win a game and he always doesn't get that chance but uh, it's, it's a red card but I wonder you hate where... him at the time because you get dead frustrated with him but you love him as well just because <laughs> of what he brings to the team he's like but one of your siblings in it it's like I've got a brother and I dislike him for the time to time Because he's a Celtic fan But deep down inside you love him Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he was on like the radio that. through the week actually Kevin from Motherwell If Celtic were playing his back He would not open his curtains oh, you, mu- you must be loving this oh. at the moment then Brilliant It's. I feel the new How Alex Ray felt On the 22nd of May 2005 And you know how you felt Alex Aye, I do. Well, well, that day. I've never heard of it. Oh, right, so it was. Uh, is this are you? What, what is this payback, Anthony, to your brother Kevin for the last nine, nine years or whatever it is? I will. I mean, if he's listening, just mum and dad still love you, so at least you've got that. But <laughs> aye, this is our time. This is our time. He's took it tight for nine years. Every Rangers fan I know has took it tight, especially when we get we're going through the leagues and stuff. So fair point to Celtic. They've got all and they've won their leagues, but. Um, the tides have turned it's, it's her turn now Do you know what I mean So Kevin's turning his phone off isn't he? Kevin's yeah. absolutely No interest in speaking to Anthony For the next uh, cup. Just I know Anthony's got another point as well So well Before we We knock that on the head then For us it's interesting Alex And it lights yeah. the phones up And it lights Twitter up That Why is Why is Darren McGregor not being done Why are other people not being done yeah. If you're Stephen Gerrard is, is now the time again To turn your attention to Your priority Your player how do I stop this? Yeah. That's going to be five And um, I don't think lucky's the right word Because Rangers have earned it But they don't need them at the moment Aye. Because it looks like they've romped the league But when this ban's over That'll be five matches yeah. this season d- d- Does the attention in Stephen Gerrard's mind Now turn back to fixing that Rather than worrying yeah. about The inconsistencies elsewhere? Yeah, the inconsistency He can't do nothing about There's a process in place here, Gordon So he can chip away at that But the thing what he can do Is continually talk to Alfredo Continually try to help him through this because uh, it is costing the team Whatever way you look at it Because when he's fit He predominantly plays I think the only saving grace And I think Stephen Gerrard And that recognised that in the summer Was it was important to get back up as well Hence the reason why Roof And Itting come in So 
if, if Riddle goes out and the, with the greatest respect in the upcoming games, you would expect him to do okay. So I think, I think because of the circumstances, it's easier for Rangers to accept that mm. now. But there's a bigger issue at play. They need to try and help this guy. They need to try and get him over these kind of behavioural. Maybe he never will. To be fair, I mean that. Gordon, some players I've that... spoken about this time after time. I had a terrible disciplinary record. It was very similar. It was very reactive. And then there'd be times I'd be sat in the dressing room going, "Why am I back to square one?" So you're just hoping that the penny drops because he's got so much to offer. And he's not offering that Wales to having mm. three match bans. So, you know, you're hoping you can address it somewhere down the line. I know you had another point on your mind, Anthony. Take it away. I, I just agree with Alec on that as well. It's, it's different now because you've got Roof to come in. I think last year we had Defoe, but we never really had the backup. So it doesn't actually seem that bad. You've got other players that can mm. come in and do the job. But the other point was, it's been a lot. Me and my mate have, have spoken about Conor Goldson this year, Tavernier. There's, there's no really any player that doesn't get pass marks. Every player has been... Different class, Europe and Europe and the league. But, um, Ryan Jack, he come back for a, a half game there. Well, he get fifteen twenty minutes against Ross County, and then comes on and gets his goal. Plays brilliant, plays through the week. He's, I think, he's a bit of an unsung hero. I think he's going to help us drive forward. The way we're playing and the way Celtic are playing, we'll probably have this league tied up before the Old Firm game comes. And then, as I was, as I was on hold, I was thinking, they ask about. Do Celtic gears a guard the honour? Oh, I have no doubt, Hugh, if the circumstances allow it, I am pretty sure that debate will be had on this show. Anthony oh, can rest assured. It will run for a long, long time. Uh, oh, to go back to Ryan Jack, first of all, I don't think he is an unsung hero. I think Stephen Gerrard, with the stellar career that Stephen Gerrard had as a player, uh, drew attention to an earlier performance this season from Ryan Jack and said that he envied the performance. It was that good. Uh, so he's forever praising him. He's anything but an unsung hero. Uh, and no, but is, is that Gerard not is that not maybe why though? Is that not maybe why he's praising him because he feels because I I, I do feel like yeah Tavernier Goldson. Uh, Kamara Davis. Roof They've certainly had more headlines They've had more They've had more publicity Than Ryan Jack So is that, is that not why Stephen Gerrard does it? I think if Stephen Gerrard Had said about me That I envied That performance That he put in there I'm trying to remember the game I think it was a European tie If Stephen Gerrard With all that he'd achieved In the game Had said that about me Saying mm. it once Would last yeah. me a long time Stephen Gerrard's just texting actually to say envies your performance on Beat the Pundit So there you go, you can, you can keep that one Alex, what do you think of Anthony's point? Listen, I think we, he's a very important player in and about the place I think Stephen Gerrard talks on a regular basis about what he brings to the training ground His demeanour, his application, his will to win uh, And as a start going about, I think I don't think they've conceded uh, a goal in 15 uh, league games that he's actually played in So it's a remarkable uh, achievement Listen to the one thing about Ryan Jack Is he would probably prefer To be a little bit more injury free Going forward you know Because there's stop start But he's such an influential player Gordon And, and I think Rangers have really identified The, the middle of the part They've got, now got six internationals Vying for three places And it's, it's, it's bringing out the best In each, each and every one of them Anthony just before we let you go I'll tell you what we'll do When the debate comes round About whether there's a guard of honour We'll get you and Kevin on the line together And you can just sort it out for us How does that sound? Aye, I'll come on He'll be behind, he'll be hiding behind a couch somewhere But listen, you'll be able to get me I've no doubt, Anthony Thank you very much 01419511025 Let's talk transfer Deadline day with Darren in Bells Hill next 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, no hanging about for Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray tonight. Let's quickly give them their full time teaser so they can digest it, get their thoughts together, and we'll bring in Darren who wants to talk transfer deadline day. We've got about four and a half hours, just more than that, left. So give us all your thoughts. What's your team done so far? Are you happy enough? What would you like to see happen? Between now and midnight Right your question tonight Sent in by Eric So thank you very much to Eric He got in touch Full time at Clyde1.com And he wants to know Hi Gordon and guys He says Eight Scots To play for Newcastle Since 1985 Who've got ten Or more caps For the national team So eight Scots To play for Newcastle Since 1985 Who've got ten or more caps For the Scotland national team Any Duncan Ferguson Bring to mind no Matt Ritchie Yes Duncan Ferguson's not got 10 caps? I don't think so Wow uh, Matt Ritchie, well done Scottish Do you want to start no, most recently okay. no, and work your way back? Um, just alright uh, Probably wee Fraser's just signed Yes, Ryan Fraser 17 caps for him at the moment So I'll give you a wee helping hand You've got the two most recent ones Fraser and Ritchie And for the other oh, six but, uh, Alright we'll leave it there You've only got six more to get I've got faith in you 01419511025 uh, We'll take a look at what's Done and dusted What's likely to happen Between now and the end of the transfer window So let's bring in Darren Who is a Rangers fan Darren it looks On your end Scott Wright is going to happen Now um, Ross McCrory Is a part of that deal uh, Going permanently In the opposite direction To Pataudry um, you have Simpson from Bournemouth in Glasgow Ready to make that happen at the moment And perhaps a couple of fringe players going out What have you made of it? I think that uh, Scott Wright coming in Is going to be a better deal than having Jones and Barker in the team Because the the type of player Scott Wright is He's, he's a type, sort of wide player who can play inside And that sort of suits that double wide 10 that Rangers play Rather than having Jones and Barker Who are more out and out wingers mm-hmm. And they were sort of being shoehorned into, the, into that sort of position In the tactical way that Rangers play Alex Ray what do you make of that Because Jordan Jones went to Euro Club Sunderland A couple of yeah. days ago It looks like Brandon Barker will go to Oxford Yeah I think uh, it makes Darren makes a very good point there Gordon I said to you earlier on uh, When we were in one of the breaks I thought it would be a good addition uh, He is, For me he's got more craft I think Jones like to kind of get the, the search the outside, Barker the outside, and trying to play narrow. When it gets bogged down, I don't know if they've got the the quick feet to adapt to that. I think it's a good uh, addition in terms of getting in the door, getting some game time, figure out how they play, and it gives uh, Kent, Roof, Itton, and uh, Hadji. So it just adds another body to that kind of. Offensive uh, option for Steven Gerrard Does it make sense, Darren, to do it now? Because we knew it was going to happen, um, but you know, given. The fact that most people have got Rangers with the league wrapped up and and various other factors does it did it just suit all parties to do it now Ross McCrory as well? I like I like the fact that it's done now because it gives them it gives them what five months five six months to get in learn this tactical way and then he'll be ready to go come Champions League come the league when it comes up in the next year in the in the summer as well so I just feel getting them in the now give them the six months to get used to everything within the club because. Make no mistake, he's stepping up at a bigger club than Aberdeen, so he's going to have to adjust to that and adjust to the expectations. I mean, he's expected to win every single game. 
I mean, Hugh Keevans struggling to see an obvious reason why why you wouldn't just do it now, especially if you can factor in Ross McCrory and make it work. It's not like Rangers are having to unnecessarily part with cash, so it kind of yeah, it takes a few boxes, doesn't it? Yeah, a shrewd deal. Uh, one of the characteristics of uh, Stephen Gerrard's time at Ibrox has been to bring in players where perhaps there's been an inclination to say, "Ooh, a bit surprised by that," bit low key. And then they go on. Everyone knows about Kamara. Sometimes it doesn't work, you know, uh, Jordan Jones, George Edmondson. Uh, but I think it's a great compliment to Scott Wright to get him in now, and it tells him already, before he's even put the shirt on, the manager really has great mm. faith in him. I don't know if clubs deliberately do it for a sense of drama and just leave it, but I, I, I keep... <laughs> you, you, I keep forgetting what's officially been announced And what do we just know is going to happen I don't think any of these have been uh, officially announced yet It doesn't mean they're not going to take place So yeah, we mentioned Scott Wright Jack Simpson Video footage of him at Glasgow Airport So he's here, he's going to seal that move from Bournemouth um, The other one from Bournemouth was Nandy Offabor He does look set to sign a pre-contract But will spend the second half of the season on loan at Wickham So he won't come to Rangers at the moment And when we mentioned... Brandon Barker to Oxford George Edmondson to Derby That was one that was earlier on this morning Again I don't think that's f- official or anything Darren Does that make sense though If Jack Simpson is is coming in Is that th- Does Jack Simpson come in and take The George Edmondson spot in the squad I think Yeah I think it does Because Gerard's always Always come out and say That he likes to have four centre backs So With Edmondson and the, the sort of Covid break that he had By going out and having a, a party or something Whatever it was uh, he he basically threw his chance away to be that fourth fourth third centre back in the squad. So to bring in Jack Simpson that gives him time as well to get used to the club uh, and a step up again from Bournemouth to Rangers. So that gives him time to get used to it, used to the anticipation of trying to win every single game. Uh, but I do believe that he he could be a good signing. I think if, depends if we sign Balogun again or no. But I don't know. I, I think he'll be a good signing. Though. I think it makes sense to bring him in as well. Alex, it's very rare that you manage to move out everyone who's struggling for game time, but if Rangers are kind of nearly there, if you look at Edmondson, Barker, Jones, the only kind of other obvious one that springs to mind is maybe Greg Stewart. What, is, yeah. what, what does the next few months look like for him if, it, if nothing does happen tonight? Gordon, it would uh, be in everyone's interest if Greg Stewart went and gets some playing time somewhere else because he, he's been a fringe player. He hasn't just, you know, he's been sat in the stand most of, most of the duration. So for me, Edmondson, you know, because of that situation, it's an opportunity. Derby's a right good move for him, Gordon. If he can see that out, uh, a really good club. Jones to Sunderland, another decent club. Young Middleton's gone to uh, St. Johnson, and as you say, Greg Stewart would would be naturally there. But again, back to the the caller's point there, Darren's point there about um, Balligan. I would be absolutely astonished if um, if uh, Balligan doesn't re-sign for Rangers. Yeah. Oh, the the job that he's done has been absolutely tremendous for a guy. For a guy who's come in, Gordon, uh, in a short term, you know, a year contract, I think they may have had a year option, but why would you know why to sign that guy up? He's got all the attributes, you know, he's been brilliant since he got here. Okay, thank you very much. Darren, hopefully we'll speak to you soon. That was Darren uh, in Bells Hill, 01419511025. Uh, a couple of things over the weekend. You know, high-profile players from our league, Alex Sam Cosgrove. He's been Oof. one of one of the, the the most prolific strikers over the last couple of seasons. Often spoken about on this show, yep. considering he doesn't play in this part of the country. Um, he's gone over the weekend to Birmingham. The Kevin Nisbet one's interesting because he's been so good. He has also been touted for a, a place in the Scotland squad. So I think a lot of people, not just Hibs fans, interested. 
Hibs uh, rejects a bid from Birmingham over the weekend uh, Then this morning it's reported that he's handed in a transfer request and wants to go It's now been reported this evening that Birmingham have pulled taken they've, they've pulled out essentially They've taken their offer off the table And it looks at the moment, you never say never, that Kevin Nisbet's going nowhere yeah, well, it may well be that uh, Birmingham are flexing their muscles, Gordon, and kind of threaten them. Now, having the, the, the boys put a, in a transfer request, the whole situation looks a bit murky. And uh, But I, again, I think the, the, the fee was around about £3 million, Gordon. I was like, see if it's me, I'm biting the hand off him if it's £3 million. Mm. There's a lot to take in there, Hugh. Just selfishly, he's a good player and kind of want to see him stay in Scotland yeah. for that reason. It would probably have come with life-altering money, so you can understand... On, on the player's part why he, why he might want to do that And test himself in a different league But he's also not even played In our top flight for very long So you can also understand People would say Maybe a bit early When the initial offer was put forward I thought that would be a terrific business For Hibs Because they'd be getting Ten times what they paid for him And not so very long ago And I also factor in What's been going on in our world for all of this season with no fans getting in and clubs losing money hand over fist. That's why Sam Cosgrove was away. That's why Ross Stewart's away. Uh, Clubs are now on the verge of borrowing government money. A deal's been done. They can pay the money back over a 20-year period. They get the first year for free. Clubs, whether it's Aberdeen and Cosgrove or Hibbs and Nisbet or Porteous or whoever... Clubs need to take care of their own survival Because who knows when fans are coming back Well I think we've actually got one breaking here And it's Aberdeen's replacement for Sam Cosgrove And it's a very I see the club, they're getting creative these days So it's a sort of video on Twitter, Hugh Keevans And it zooms up from the legs And goes all the way up, pans up towards the guy's face And all it really shows you is the bottom of his chin just to keep oh, you guessing But it okay. certainly looks like Fraser Hornby To me Good. Not not that I'm an expert On Fraser Hornby's facial yeah. hair But <laughs> I, I think it's him Alex Yeah And judging by the replies On Twitter it's him yeah. Is he not Scotland Under 21's yeah. All time top scorer Yes, That seems I, I worked, like a good replacement I worked with him At uh, under 17 level Gordon A very good player He brings a real good presence He was 6'4 6'5 A good, yeah, good confirmed presence Yeah confirm It is him There we go There you go So uh, you do know his facial hair So well done <laughs> See because I knew he had long hair But he, he's got the bun It's quite high So I couldn't right. see the bun And it was confusing I think it's me. a good addition It's, it's like for like Gordon You know he's, he's I mean, was he? he was away Reem So it's yeah. a loan from French side Reem Yeah yep. So he's, he's now over here It's an opportunity To showcase what he can do He's a good, he's good talent and I love this, right? See if we're talking about the social media game from clubs. Morton, the same Morton that George Bowie supports, have just tweeted, we're hoping this signing with UEFA Champions League experience can help spur the team on to great things. Then it just says 30 minutes and they've got a wee egg timer. <laughs> I don't know if, if Cristiano Ronaldo's making the unlikely switch or if it's something a bit more left field. And it's, I, it's, I, don't know. I don't know what they're trying to tease, but I'll keep an eye on it. Right, another big story over the weekend Not just transfer windows Unfortunately, we had another managerial uh, departure Or maybe not, unfortunate If you're a Kelly fan who wanted change Jamie is a Kilmarnock fan How do you react, Jamie, to the news of Alex Dyer's departure? Oh, hi, you guys Well, first of all, I've got to say Don't worry about the accent Born in Edinburgh Grew up in Rue Just a bit of boarding school That's all <laughs> <laughs> That's fine but I'll tell him myself got, I was going to say crime, j- j- The worst crime you can commit as Just, a just like Alex Ray he, he's, 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 he's got his, He just shook we've off all, his boarding school accent school. as well We've all, we've all got our crosses to bear <laughs> um, I thought, um, obviously 
after we sacrificed our, our greatest um, greatest asset to the Scottish cause in Steve Clark a couple of years ago, we've been uh, we've been obviously going through some some patchy patchy times. I thought Alicia was class, but I didn't think he quite got a grip on the team. And I thought Alex has been like fantastic for what he's got. Like I, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about the guy, and just the players obviously love him. So it's just purely he's going because the results aren't quite up where we think they should be. The person that I would, well, obviously the, the guys will have already uh, made their um, kind of assessments of who would fit the profile, but it was someone you mentioned in your quiz the other day who was previously a manager in Scotland with St Mirren, um, Oren Kearney, who was, um, he had a fantastic uh, relegation fight and kept St Mirren up a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was with Coleraine Town Football Club over in Northern Ireland, just they absolutely dominate the league over there, and I just thought getting someone in who knows the knows the league, who's used to winning, I just think that would be just what the players need. And I feel like he left with a bit of unfinished business as well. Like he didn't leave because they hadn't achieved their goals at St Mirren. He did exactly what he said he was going to do at St Mirren, and there was some kind of technicalities with the club about going back to play in Northern Ireland, which the club wasn't able to fulfil, and that was the only reason he left. So I thought he did great, great to see him in Scottish football again. Real integrity, great manager. I think he would give the players another level, get them into that winning mentality. That's an interesting shoot. Let's go back to the start of Jamie's point then, Hugh. Alex Dyer pays the price. What do you make of that, that decision before we discuss a successor? I look purely and simply at the league table. Kilmarnock are five points away from Hamilton Ackies, who are the bottom club. Hamilton Ackies have played a game fewer than Kilmarnock. Therefore, it was getting too tight for Billy Bowie's liking. And Billy Bowie has an obligation to the club to make sure that they don't go down. He has also applied for a £1 million government loan because Kilmarnock need to ensure their own survival. So relegation is a disaster. Therefore, he's taking the move now, giving the new man one third of a season to make sure that Kilmarnock don't get relegated. So, while wishing Alec Dyer all the best, and he always came across as the most personable of people, Billy Bowie has to protect the club. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed to see Alec go as well. And, and, and Hugh's right in the, in the caller, Jamie. You know, the, the results weren't great. I still think they have more than enough to stay in the division, Gordon. And, uh, you know, five points is still a, a mm. considerable gap at the moment. Does it sometimes... The way if you if you're an owner, a chairman, chief exec, whatever, round about you, you see Ross County have made the change. Um, it, it maybe has had an, they've had a couple of very good results. It remains to be seen what the impact is. Mother will have made a change. St. Um, St. Mirren are doing fine, so they take them out of it. St. Johnson, it's Callum Davidson's first job, so there's no yeah. real there's no real hint of a of a change there. I understand. Aki's that, yeah. are the Aki's. So th- does that sometimes add to the temptation? Do you think? Of not, course you it see does. The of course it does. Yeah. Listen, there's there's a lot of good managers out there as well. You've, he's mentioned Oren Kearney. I think one of the reasons why he yeah um, onto that then. What do you what do you make I, of that I, as a suggestion? Listen, it, it looks okay in paper. I think one of the, the the problems he had is his family was based over there, gone, so he was travelling back and forth. I don't think that's ideal. If you want that, Stephen Robinson's another uh, potential contender. So there's a few guys out there. You've got Tommy Wright who done a brilliant job at St. Uh, St Johnson So I think they'll be alright Gordon When I look at the personnel That, that, that they have At their disposal Kilmarnock I don't have any fears Of them getting relegated Jamie what about that then they, Those three names Would all fall into A similar category Oren Kearney knows The division A little bit Or, or a bit um, Stephen Robinson knows it 
even more and, and Tommy Wright possibly even more on top of that So is it that type of appointment you'd like to see? Someone who has been here and done it before Or would you welcome a left field appointment? Well the guys talking about the bottom of the bottom of the table stuff I mean if you look at the, look at the club 150 years oldest Scottish club I mean the infrastructure and everything else is just there for growth it's not I don't even feel like that's a conversation that kind of I, as a as a like a couple of seasons ago we were competing for the top two spots you know under Steve we were competing for we were potentially pushing nearly came second right at the end and then obviously Steve leaves that loss of momentum and that loss of infrastructure and everything else goes but the the closest club to competing for the top two in any of the last years has been us so i think to look at the bottom of the table stuff yeah i mean that's where the position is at the moment mm-hmm. uh, as a club with the infrastructure and stuff like that i just there's no there's no even with uh, brophy leaving it felt a bit like someone leaving arsenal to go to aston villa you know like they're a they're a form side fair play to them they're doing great it's great to see them playing well but i mean in the long run you're going to stay with the club with the infrastructure and the strength. Oh, those St Mirren fans! Those St Mirren fans won't be happy with you, Jamie. We're a bit pushed for time, so we'll leave it there. But make sure you call us back at some point, maybe when the new manager uh, is appointed, or if this one rumbles on. That was Jamie in Helensburgh. Quickly on the teaser, you two anymore? Kevin, did you see Kevin Gallagher? You didn't see Kevin Gallagher. I would advise you to see Kevin Gallagher. Kev, I'll go with Kev. Yep, fifty-three caps for him. Hugh, Mark McGee. Mm, no, um, no. What about I've got maybe one Not enough caps Big I, I, I played with Big Roy uh, Up there Roy, Roy Aiken Roy Aiken Well done Early okay. 90s. Yep. Right you only need a couple So I'll, I'll give you some thinking time And you try and get them Before the end of the show uh, Before we do anything though Something far more important Than the teaser More important than the transfer oh, window lovely. Even more important Than the title race Believe it or not I know it might not seem like it But all this week uh, We're trying to help you Look after your mental well-being As we continue to navigate Our way through this pandemic Clearly very testing times for everyone uh, I suppose for me It's the usual It's the not being able to see family and friends Absolutely. All the, the stuff The interaction that you usually get And not being able to do it Is pretty tough um, People are finding it difficult In different ways So we caught up with our broth striker Partick Thistle legend Chris Doolan And asked him what he has found Particularly tough during this pandemic Like everyone it's the, the full thing's been tough You know It's it's difficult when To, to pinpoint one particular thing I, I would say The, the main thing that I would find more difficult is not being able to see, you know, my parents, um, my brother, my sister. Um, but you know, it's unfortunately just now it's it's just what's needed, um, and it's and it's the way it's got to be. Uh, and I understand that for the kind of greater good that, you know, I do have to, um, unfortunately, stay away from my parents just now. Um, you know, who were shielding, and you know, I think it's it's just important to to see the kind of light at the end of the tunnel that. You know, if it's in the short term, if we unfortunately do give up these these luxuries just now that, you know, hopefully when we get through it, um, you know, you can give your parents a, a big cuddle and, um, you know, it's, it, it'll all be well worth it. And we will. We will get there in the end, all of us. But it is so important that you mind your mind, look after your own mental health, especially during these difficult times. So if you are experiencing any difficulties, whatever they may be, big or small, remember, please, that you're not alone. To find the support that's right there for you, visit nhsinform.scot forward slash mind or call NHS 24 on 111. We'll hear more from Chris Dillon tomorrow and other players during the week. 
Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are here I was just double checking to see if anything's been confirmed Set in stone as we move towards the end of the transfer window And it hasn't So these clubs are all just making sure you stay up late tonight And keep refreshing uh, your Twitter feeds So nothing absolutely concrete yet Just the ones that we told you about earlier on I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, that we missed What else, what clubs have we not mentioned um, Alan Burrows at Motherwell said More business potentially looking to do Before the end of the night That's not happened yet They did draw, They did turn Robbie Crawford's deal into a permanent one Charles Dunn has been out injured for a long time But Motherwell looking after him Extending his contract yep. Till the end of the season um, What else have we touched on St Mirren on a high after the weekend Looking for a left-sided centre-back But Jim Goodwin's still happy with his squad If they don't sign anyone uh, Kelly, it's all about the manager on the phones there But closing in on a loan deal earlier For Crystal Palace winger Brandon Pierrick uh, Over the weekend, Alex Ross Stewart went to your former club yes, Sunderland, Sunderland yeah. uh, that, That's a blow for them uh, mm. Because clearly he is their number one striker up there And uh, I think John Hughes says that he was actually uh, He doesn't think he'd be able to get a replacement And uh, this is a big concern for these clubs, Gordon Because they're, they're so pivotal mm-hmm. to try and get uh, survival mm-hmm. uh, Hamilton, it was looking likely they were going to get Bruce Anderson On loan yep. from Aberdeen They've Good. found it tough to get forwards uh, St Johnson, Charlie Gilmore Former Scotland Youth International Started at Arsenal, road, yeah. I think um, he's He's gone there um, I think that just about your lot at the moment Do you um, think uh, Big Declan might be on the move? Um I'm going a bit quiet in terms of out the way from Fir Park. You never know. Um, yeah. Because obviously there was Alan Campbell interest earlier on, Millwall, what's Stephen O'Donnell's situation. I feel like that's gone a little bit quiet. Yeah, it's a strange one, that, isn't it? You live, I'd love to be surprised between now and midnight. So let's see what else you two have got on the teaser. Did you get any during the break? Um, Stephen Caldwell. Oh, that, by the that's way, magnificent. you're a changed man from home. Magnificent. And the difference is, right, see when any of the other pundits are at home, I know that they're probably cheating, but you, you couldn't Google that if your life depended on it. So His phone won't allow him. There's no chance. Paul Patterson's got an interesting theory because you were good on Beat the Pundit earlier. And he says, um, Hugh is performing brilliantly from home. Only one explanation Mrs. Keevens is helping out. <laughs> She's in the oh, oh, tranny. No. <laughs> no, no, she's been too busy homeschooling today. Who are you? No, no, I'm the Janny. Oh, so yeah, that's fine. Uh, right, what else? What did you say there? The Janny. All oh, right, okay. Glad we cleared that up. Wow. Anyway, enough time for for that rhyming slang later on, Alex. What have you I've, got on I've the got, teaser? I've got one, uh, uh, Darren Jackson. Brilliant. And you've only got two to get, so we'll oh, leave it shunk, there. Shunk. We're on a roll. We'll pretend there's a bit of suspense about this because it's not often you two numpties come up with the answers without time. any help. Uh, right, uh, John is. A St Mirren fan from East Kilbride Now John It's not often that I would Encourage to A caller who was only on The other night But I feel like we, we need to hear The rest of your story Because you came on On Friday And you were gutted Because you couldn't get The St Mirren game At the weekend um, Because Celtic don't have A sort of pay per view system How did you get on How did you manage To keep up, keep up with What was happening uh, Well that was the reason I phoned Just to thank uh, Callum very much For putting me on To a, a very very kind uh, Celtic supporter who unfortunately couldn't, he was thinking to watch the game, he had some gardening to do uh, on the day. Uh, and uh, he uh, uh, I, I let, allowed me to have access, I got access to the game. I loved the game. You know, I'd hate it if I missed that because these are the games you remember the rest of your life. You know, they, don't, they don't come around very often. 
uh, stuff in Celtic and that. Oh, I've seen him. I've seen him maybe half a dozen times in my lifetime. I'm 17 years old, so I've seen Brilliant. him. He's got games mainly year old. But to meet him at Parkhead after 31 years uh, it was absolutely amazing. And it wasn't a fluke or anything. I thoroughly deserved. And also, Mum did was carry on through the Dundee United game, get the Dundee United spaces. Mm. And we get into Celtic spaces and they couldn't get knocking about about for fun. I'm glad you saw it. Do you know what, John? I, I don't know if we're, if we're allowed to officially condone that. Probably not. There's probably a rule being broken there, right? But given that it's difficult times, anyone with a heart would say, do you know what I'm glad John got to see the game So I think that's fine My conscience is clear On that one And John like you say You'd, you'd have been gutted to miss it what, How how impressed were you With what you witnessed? Uh, well we're, we're getting short of, We're not getting blasé about it that, you know, we're, not, we're not getting a fast foot through yet no, I mean we're, we're looking to a team That's a very very good team Defensively A very good goalkeeper Probably the best in the league And he has saved at the very end but It was worth a goal You know To deny uh, Duffy uh, an equaliser, an undeserved equaliser, you know. So, uh, but no, no, the football they're playing just now, it's, it's uh, the first goal, for instance, uh, that set the tone of the game was like some of Barcelona, you know. It came to the goalkeeper just in the edge of his box, uh, lobbing it over to Fraser. Fraser uh, lunged for it, lobbed over to somebody else. Somebody else headed on to somebody else, like McAllister, down the wing, Connolly, Cross, and that finish was if Messi had done that they'd have about it you know did it always left foot told, told the ball down the ball never touched the ground and just stopped it was left foot controlled it in my day and, and, and the same move and it left a bit in John see if you're free in the summer John I'm going to get you a commentary gig for the Euros I'd love to listen to John's oh, commentary of Scotland brilliant. at the Euros uh, but on a serious note in his right to I'm sure Alan McGregor and others would have something to say about the claim of, of Anik being the best, but yeah. he's certainly been a brilliant, brilliant Addition. signing, hasn't he? He's been brilliant. And uh, going back to his original, I gave them uh, the goal of the weekend. I thought it was a brilliantly constructed goal, but you need a good goalkeeper, Gordon. I think that he's pivotal. I think Jack, uh, Jim Goodwin's done brilliant. He's secured the back line. Middle to front, I've got some real flair now, some good guys that are really comfortable on the uh, on the ball. Uh, and they're in a good moment they, they, they should be looking up the way That's for sure They've got a couple of games in hand as well John's of a similar vintage to yourself Hugh He mentions you know a couple of games over the years We had a younger St Mirren fan earlier It was 1990 the last time they won there Do you happen to remember that? Uh, the, the winner was scored by uh, Gunny Torfason An Icelandic player Am I correct? Yeah, that's correct Hugh That's correct there we go Your memory's sharp Yeah, yeah. Say, Job um, be Shaw Job be Shaw Paul Lambert uh, Paul, a very young Paul Lambert and uh, Big Goonie across from the big German player Stickroth, Thomas Stickroth, you know, it took the you know what out the fullback and crossed that and I'm a head a bullet head after about I don't know, twenty yards or something like that. And uh, I say to you, John, uh, um you're only seven points behind Livingston and you've played two games fewer than Livingston. Now, rightly Livingston have become one of the stories of the season because of what's happened since David Martindale became the manager. But Jim Goodwin, you know, if you win those two mm-hmm. games, you're possibly one point behind Livingston. Before we let John go, there's just something, one more thing I want to clear up, and it's not strictly football related, because I know that producer Callum will sometimes chat away, John, before you come on, and it says on my screen here, very disturbing, that we had to tear you away uh, from Coronation Street to come on and speak to us. I, I hope you're not missing anything exciting. 
Oh, no, no, I've got it taped anyway, you know, no problem with that, you know. But see, the second goal, can I talk about the second goal? Go on. Which, which wasn't as magnificent as the first goal. I'll get that down as one of the goals of the season, certainly get Simmons' goal of the season, because uh, six players in the whole game before it was finished, uh, brilliantly. The second goal was slightly similar, only came from a throw-in, a couple of wee one-twos, and a wonderful lob by McAllister, right onto the left foot. I mean, he brought that ball down for about, I couldn't, I couldn't get my foot up the size of that, you know, it ended up getting a hernia or something like that, you know, but he brought it down with his left foot, let it down, so, so that totally uh, foiled uh, Duffy and that, you know, and, uh, and then he lowered in his left foot, so there were two, one, well actually three wonderful goals, I give Celtic credit for that, Edward uh, scored a, to a very, a very awkward angle as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a wonderful move by uh, Cal McGregor so oh, got Nice that you give a wee bit of credit as well John Do you know what I'm glad you enjoyed it Like I said is, Are we allowed to sit I don't know if we're allowed to condone that But I'm, I'm still Brilliant. As a human being I'm glad you got to see it John Well done That was John in East Kilbride um, Anything else transfer wise Breaking in the last couple of minutes I don't think so Because uh, Liam Lindsay Just from a Scottish perspective yes. He's gone to Preston Yes yeah, uh, From yeah. Stoke um, I don't think there's anything else doing at the moment Fraser Hornby That one we broke you um, We told you about just a couple of minutes ago Looking forward to seeing him Alex Because he obviously does good things for Scotland 21s yeah. What's he going to be like week to week? Uh, Kevin Nisbet Everyone talks yeah. about that Shanklin's already kind of got, got the jersey if you like With Hornby already being in the system yeah. is, it, is it beyond the realms of possibility That he comes up here Front of mind Does well between now and the Euros And yeah. gets a space Good point Gordon Because he, he will bring something That the rest of the squad won't bring He'll bring an absolute physical presence He's a giant guy Quite mobile as well So if he scored goals between now and then Then obviously you're looking at Nesbitt Shanklin Fringe players as Griff is going to go So if he can come up and tear it up In the, the last mm. four months or so There's a possibility Right what to do is Keep an eye on our Twitter feed At Clyde SSB We are going to leave you very soon But if you stay tuned to that For the rest of the night We'll keep you right across Everything that happens As the transfer window draws to a close And so make sure you don't miss anything How about this teaser then To round us off Eric Duff sent the question In full time At Clyde1.com He says Can you name eight Scots To play for Newcastle Since 85 who have 10 or more caps for the national team So you're doing pretty well You've got Stephen Caldwell, Kevin Gallagher, Roy Aitken, Darren Jackson uh, Ryan Fraser and Matt Ritchie Which means you've only got two to get I'm struggling I need I need to um, Have you got any here? Phil Bardsley mm, No um, Milo's got the one that you're looking for you, Do you know what? You've just forgotten that he went to Newcastle, right? That he played for Newcastle Sorry The club that he's Best known for playing with Is Norwich City Recent I mean very recent No No Uh, He's not played for Scotland in a while But he's still very much Eligible I think he pulled out of the last squad Or one of them I think he's the Norwich captain Come on Hugh I can't think Um, Central defender Hanley Yes Brilliant shout uh, Grant Hanley Well done And the last one Hugh Ooh, I think This is, is, it more... out of, is it out of left field? It's 1988 And he's got 16 caps I think you're going to Kick yourself What, what Scottish team They play with? I'll do the initials Hugh Because that's your favourite Clue uh-huh. isn't it? J R John Robertson Yes John Robertson Ah oh, Robbo There we go See I knew you'd kick yourself There we go Thank you Hugh Keevan Stay safe at home Please we'll speak to you soon Thank you to Alex Ray But as always The biggest thanks Goes to you Thank you for listening Thank you for tweeting Thanks for calling If you couldn't get through My apologies We are back tomorrow Roger Hanna And Gordon Diel 
Should be a good one tomorrow Not only can we look back on all of the done deals From what's hopefully a dramatic night in the transfer window We've got football on tomorrow as well We've got midweek football split across Tuesday and Wednesday You never quite know what to expect in Scottish football So you won't want to miss it Join us at 6 o'clock And Callum Gallagher is up next With the 55p Scottish Sun News, exclusives, sport and giveaways A lot for a lot less Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors For an unpredictable world Talk to Thompson's.com